Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, that's me, and uh, this is a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love talking to different creative types about how they do their thing. This week, my guest is the TV critic from Us Magazine, John Griffiths, who is also the founder of an organization that I'm very proud to be a member of. It's the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association. It's Gallica, and I think those letters match up, and I'm actually not... A, uh, a critic per se, but I am a journalist, so uh, and I'm gay, and I'm in the mix, and I'm happy to be. So they just announced their big awards for the year, and John and I are going to talk all about that and some other stuff as well. Um, but I also want to encourage you guys to go to DennisAnyone.net. Uh, there's a lot you can do there. You can uh, tip me in my virtual tip jar, um, and I really appreciate uh, anyone kicking in. It helps me cover the expenses. And a uh, shout-out to Warren Dumford, who uh, put in a tip recently. I appreciate it. Uh, you can also e- email me through the website, and sometimes there are pictures that go with different podcasts that you can see there. Lots of fun stuff. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to my Patreon members who have joined my special Patreon page, where once a month I post an extra episode of Dennis Anyone with some special kind of stuff, and you can listen to it for as little as a dollar, or you can go up from there, and there are different rewards at different levels. You can learn about that at patreon.com and just search Dennis Anyone, or you can go to the Dennis Anyone Facebook page, and there's a link there. So I just posted my Patreon episode for February, and uh, John Waters was named Timeless Star by Galaga. So uh, we're going to prove how timeless he is. I have a really fun interview that I did with him in 2006, I think it was, at the Sundance Film Festival. So um, I did it for a radio show, and I'm uh, bringing it to you here. He's funny as hell. At the time, he was promoting this film series he was doing on Here TV, but we talk about Oscars and movie screenings and casting, and it's short and sweet and fun. And I also threw in a few excerpts from a recent mismatch game that I host here in L.A. for laughs. So uh, that's the bonus episode for the Patreon fans. And if you'd like to become one, go to patreon.com and search for Dennis Anyone. I appreciate it. All right. That's all the plugging and all that stuff. And let's get on with the show. Here is John Griffiths. Hey there, it's a glorious Sunday afternoon in the Hollywood Hills. I'm coming you coming to you from the home of our guest today, John Griffiths. He is the television critic for Us Weekly magazine, but more importantly, as far as I'm concerned, you, you started something really amazing, which is a gay and lesbian GLBT critics association called Gallica, and I happen to be a member, even though I don't do a lot of criticism, but I am a journalist, and um, there's awards, and there's fellowshipping there's the fellowship a, is very important it's awesome That's and what we're so about. yeah how many years has it been going uh, we started in uh, I, uh, in 2009 and we had about 30 members by 2010 and we've grown to uh, over 170 members nationwide and also in Canada and the uh, United Kingdom Wow, I, yeah. I have a friend in the United Kingdom that's a James that's a member. Yeah, you sent that, him our way. Yeah, yeah, he does cool radio interviews, and he'll call me and he'll be like, "I'm at the Peninsula for five minutes because I'm here to interview so and so at this junket," and then he he jets back to yeah. the UK. But um, what was the germ of the idea? What made you start it? Well, uh, you know, that's a good. It's 
I've, I've had a million ideas in my life. I'm a, I, I love to come up with ideas like uh, and, and not execute them. Right. Um, <laughs> just, you know, titles. Like, I'm all about the title. Like, I'm sure, like, you... you you, as an entertainment journalist, you hear a song and you're, you, you think, oh, maybe that would make a great movie. Right. You know, like, uh, and I start to cast it and stuff. And, and I've tried screenwriting and, and came semi-close. Uh, TV writing, wrote one episode of a, co-wrote an episode of um, a horrible sitcom that, sorry, uh, that nobody ever watched, but it ran five years. Uh, what was it called? Big Brother Jake. And when I say nobody watched it. I don't, the title doesn't even sound familiar to me. What was it on? What channel? It ran on the Family Channel for five years. Okay. It was sort of a Cosby show uh, ripoff in a way in that it was uh, it looked like the same set. Okay. Um, but it was uh, bodied by Jake Guy, Jake Steinfeld. Oh, Jake Steinfeld. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's still, you know, he's still doing that, you know. He still looks good. Uh, well, I don't know if I would say that. I mean, not much. <laughs> I would go time. that far. He still looks stero- steroidal. Right, been. exactly. Um, but uh, he, yeah, he played the, the foster dad to a bunch of uh, goofs. Yeah, and, I bet uh, those kids worked out. Yeah, but <laughs> Right? Well, actually, not really. One of, one of the uh, kids was uh, Loomis, and he was very, very heavy set. That's an interesting... And, right there, there's drama. Right. And there were How twins. does that work? There were twins on the show. Sure. And, uh, you know, um, a, a sort of Lisa Bonet look-alike who played um, the sort of the hip girl that yeah. that, uh, that was very smart and, and uh, just a really bad show. Do you ever get checks um, from it still? Well, no, because we wrote uh, one episode. Right. And uh, and the, this, uh, it, was, it was filmed at the uh, Pat Robertson's... The studios. Wow. You know, out in Virginia or North Carolina, I forget. I have a terrible memory, by Did the way. You, you didn't go to the set, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it wow. Was, it was, uh, for some reason, they thought it would be nice to have the freelancers. Maybe it was a, a WGA rule or something that you have to be in the writer's room or, I don't or know. you have the option. There you go. Uh, well, that's you had a moment. Yeah, So uh, and met all the stars and saw the show tape. And, and you could see it, I think, on YouTube. It, uh, our great idea was... Uh, a girl from uh, Vietnam uh, who was a refugee. Uh, her parents were stuck in something. It's very au courant. What do you think? I know. That? It sounds like I just watched that on Meet the Press this morning. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I watched that Except too. Except for not Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, boy, that's a, that's a whole other I know. tangent. But, uh, but yeah, so this girl, she... Uh, I think we should talk the whole uh, podcast about, about your, episode. your episode. <laughs> yeah. She comes to the... To, uh, she she's, looks like she might be the new foster kid in the bunch. Right. And uh, the kids are sort of upset because she's a perfectionist and plays the cello very loud. And uh, so that happens. So they don't know if she's going to fit in. There's a um, pillow fight at the end of the episode. Don't want to give it away, but there's a you know ha- big happy ending. That sounds awesome. A pillow fight's always... <laughs> that's a winner. So so you're talking about the idea for Galaga, and we kind of went off... Oh, of, right, yeah. Uh, that that would never win an award from the, the Game right. Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association. So anyway, I've had a bunch of ideas uh, in life, and, and some I, I somehow find the courage or the passion to try to make it happen. Uh, a lot of my life had, had been spent until you know my early 40s uh, bitching about other people not, you know, like other people making it. Like, why is that jerk in, in, in The Hollywood Reporter? I mean, I've right. met him. He's an asshole. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I was very immature and uh, got stoned a lot because of that, you know, or like I thought that that's one of the reasons, like it was a good, a good escape from, from that reality right. that, 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 you know, 
mean people sometimes make it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow, we have a, an alarm, a car alarm. Yeah, that's the mean people alarm. I know. That's, <laughs> that's the Trump alarm. That's exactly. That's yeah. it. So we'll let that, we'll let that uh, play off. Is that your car? It might be. Is it, my, it might be my own car. I think it is your car. Because it sounds awfully close. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That was my car. That is good color for the show. I know. I think I'm going to leave it in there because it's so um, <laughs> Ooh, embarrassing. Ooh, the drama. I know. It's like, yeah. at least I wasn't like, what an asshole, you know. Well, you know, honestly. It, that, like, that's what, my car alarm goes off when I even think of Ryan Murphy. And oh. we were going down that road and I was thinking of that. And then the, the alarm goes off. Well, you know, in this day and age, like, given no, Meet the I Press... I don't even know. <laughs> what's that? Given Meet the Press, uh, what's happening right now, that could have been a, like an air raid. It could have know? been anything. It could yeah. have been anything. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, all these ideas through my... You know, I had a magazine idea that I shockingly did wind up pitching to... to to People Magazine, and then almost got into focus groups, and and uh, and they were asking me about the you know the money deal, and and uh, it was a magazine about relationships, straight relationships. Right. We we're going to put gay, the gays in there too, and then I got that far, and after they said, you know, actually we're going to just go with real simple because we we just can't launch two magazines at the same time. They were very upfront and honest. What more could a person want? So this was around the time that Real Simple launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. instead of going, wow, that's great, let's keep plugging away, I did a little bit, but I really just became more and more bitter, like an angrier, and, and got stoned a lot. And and uh, but cut to today. You know, I have a much different perspective. You know, it's uh, that uh, the people, even the jerks that that make it, they they made it because they put a lot of work into it. Yeah, you know, they were very persistent. They didn't give up. Um, sure, there's some. You know, even people that are the the the, the Skyon, you know, Skyons, or you know, the my dad is famous or whatever. They they have to fight their own battles to get to to, to achieve success. So if if you've made it, I, you know, more power to you. But try to use that power for good. You know? Yes, that's a good thing. What was it that turned your attitude around? Uh, you know, part of it is, I, well, I got sober. I'm 13 years sober. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Um, and uh, I think that that's a, a big part of it. I just, uh, it, 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 when things got so bad, um, you know, it's not just Phoenix from the Ashes. You know, that's a talk about success or whatever. You know, you don't just become a phoenix you have to go through you know the, the you have to go to the ashes yeah, yeah, you, have, you have to get burned you have to bad. figure out why you, you yeah. got burned like what right. happened and and for me i you know i i uh outside of it being uh the sort of what the you know psychiatrists and doctors say is a, is a physical addiction um there's the, the the mental and spiritual component the sort of obsessiveness the the uh you know i call it big baby syndrome you know, yeah. I was a big baby. You know, why, 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 why are people mean, Dennis? Why don't they say hi to me when I say hi to them? You know, yeah. that's, you know, and I still have a, a bit of that, you know, and, and I'm sure that uh, growing up gay in a, in a world where, you know, uh, I'm 53, so. Yeah. The, the velvet rage think, stuff. Yeah, you think your mom is going to stop loving you and, and yeah. uh, just when you, just by your virtue saying, hey, guess what? Right. Um, she didn't. Um, but, you know, I, I, I did. You know, uh, you know, twelve-step programs, uh, therapy. Uh, you know, talking to my good friends and and and, and looking at stuff and and uh, 
you know, meditation, prayer, and, and uh, I just came to have a bigger, broader, more empathetic perspective, to, not just, you know, towards others, but to me, like a little, giving myself a break, you know, right. just, um, I hate the Stuart Smalley, you know. No, uh, sometimes stuff, the, but, the biggest thing, the, the forgiveness is a big thing, sometimes the biggest... The people we have to forgive the most are our, yeah. ourselves. You know what I learned? One is there is self care and fake self care. Right. You know, eating. You know, like if you feel, you know, can I? If you know, if I feel shitty or pooey, you can say uh, shit. Bleep. Yeah. Um, about oh, a relationshipy thing, or a family thing, or a work thing, or or just if I'm just uncomfortable with something I can I have a, like a, a mild nervous condition and sometimes not so mild it's just my physiology right um, what is going to make that you know uh, go away is it going to you know it used to be uh, booze and drugs and you know, and I thought and um, and then now it's uh, what's much better for me is is uh, thinking it through trying to like meditate on perspective calling people for help uh, um, you know trying to get in touch with the universe or you know love and, and you know saying like you know please direct my thoughts and actions please direct my thoughts and actions take me out of my own way help me to see the big picture and uh, help me to um, you know not make mounds out of mole hills and and, and and other things that are just more than bumper stickers to me that, that actually put me in a place that calms me. Yeah. And, but sometimes I'll eat a whole bag of cookies. Sometimes you know? sometimes that's part of it. And I can't have enough lattes, it seems. Let's oh my God, so I'm the worst. <laughs> I know. I, I, the, the vanilla latte, the soy vanilla latte at Coffee Bean has got me through more than, more than one day. Um, was, it, was there a moment where you're like, okay, I have to do something different. I have to change. Yeah, it's sort of the you know the the wheels came off as they said, and the more that uh, you know, there were things that happened that um, you would think that would do the trick. Like, okay, John, you know, that's that's the the bottom. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's what we hear. That you know, the days of wine and roses. You yeah, know, like time for you know, Lee, time for Lee Remick to get to get sober. Uh, but um, you know, I was uh, sick in the hospital for. Uh, a week and with an intensive care with a drug related issue. And, uh, I, that didn't do the trick. Um, I had friends go from, don't even worry about it. You're fine. You know, you're just letting off some steam to, I'm really worried about you. Right. I don't know if I can handle this. Uh, that didn't really do the trick. Um, but what ultimately I think all that kind of led up to this, uh, moment this epiphany where i got into a big fight with a friend at a wedding and um and afterwards the next day uh i had been checking out 12-step programs and 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 therapy and stuff that a therapist was saying you know like really pushing me to get some help and i was also in a harm reduction group Mm -hmm. um and uh you know, uh, and I was resisting all of that. To what is the harm reduction group? Oh, it's where it's just like group therapy. Okay, where you talk, but you have a you, you, you're all there for one thing. Like right. it'd be a grief or I mean, harm reduction is really about reducing the harm of this whatever you're doing. Or, or to whatever yourself. the thing is, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was resistant, and even before any of this, I wrote down on a card like, "Why are you so resistant?" You know, note to myself, and it was like. I knew that there, I was like, you know, pushing at something, right? Uh, pushing back, and it was reality, and and the fact that people are 
this way or that way. And I can't make everybody be wonderful and sweet and loving. And I'm sorry that, you know, but John, we have, we have to make money. Yeah. <laughs> we have to live. We have to make money. And there are people in Durfur that, you know, I, I've said, you know, um, to, I, it's one of my catchphrases, you know, I'm glad I'm not living in a mud hut being chased by the militia, you know? Right. Uh, so, but none of that really, when you're in your mind, so like a ruminator like I am or can be, you know, I know that, but it doesn't make me feel, you know, great unless I do the work. Anyway, so uh, so what got me to it ultimately was uh, a series of events like the ones I described finally got to the point where after that fight with this friend, the next morning it was a physical fight and we were drunk. At and, a wedding. That's yeah. some real housewife shit. No, right yeah, there. it was. It was. Uh, yeah, some straight guy accused me of hitting on his wife, and I don't know what he was talking about. But, but I might have been, you know. Yeah. Uh, I started to go into little blackouts and stuff. Right. And, and uh, so, uh, little golly G. John was shocked when he heard things, you know, that people say the next day. Like I would never do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was miserable the next day, and I saw my pot. My donuts, uh, red wine, um, cigarettes, and I just went, kept going from one to the other, and I call it the Lazy Susan, because I, and I just realized, oh my God, this is so boring. This is super boring. Right. And the idea of doing that was suddenly more boring than the idea of not doing it. That's amazing. You know, like the rest, like, I can't do that. I, I, okay, so how do I do this now? So what's step one? Uh, well, like, uh, the next day I went out to lunch with a friend who brought me, you know, I, I, I prefer not to just out of respect for, uh, the 12 step programs sure. to, um, you know, I just say I'm in recovery, but it is about, uh, for me finding, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's based in every religion, basically it's finding humility right. and, and looking at, um, trying to, uh, you know, first of all, you have to acknowledge or recognize that you have an issue, you know, and before then, and I think a lot of people can, you know, certain, you know, like our president, like, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, he can't. There's no humility. There's no, ex, uh, yeah. So anyway, it, I woke up and I realized, oh yeah, I, I, this is something I can't stop myself. I need help. I totally yeah. need help. And, well, uh, I'm proud of you. I'm impressed with you. Was it ha- hard at the beginning or was it, did it kind of, was it the right time? You know, it was interesting. It out? I never, uh, I got my Us Weekly gig a month after I got. Uh, right. Cause it's the 13 yeah. years, both things. Yeah. And I have to, you know, I, uh, uh, my editor, uh, the, the woman who, uh, hired me, she, she knew, you know, and she, she was very low key about it. And, and, uh, it's not like I want, you know, like I said, hey, this is what's going on. But, but there were some, you know, hints and stuff. And, and, and she just was very um, matter of fact about it. She, you know, she, she's, I don't know. I just really well, you, over So you interviewed like a, like a month later. And I got the job. Was, and you got the job and you've and, been there ever since. Yeah. And so that first year I couldn't smoke enough cigarettes. I was yeah. very, uh, you know, I had to go to a lot, a lot of work events where sure. people were saying, John, you were so much more fun when you drank. And I'm like... I don't remember you. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know each other? Yeah, you know. yeah. I just um, had Frank DeCaro on the podcast. A, I love it. He's a member as well. He, um, he, uh, he was, he's lost a lot of weight, and he hates it when people say, oh, you were so much, I liked you better when you were fat. 
You know what I mean? Who would like, say that? No, people do, and you shouldn't. Just like you, you like you're so much more fun when you were drinking. You should. Yeah. People shouldn't say that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, what I said to that person is, I said, you know, if I did right now, and I, I, I borrowed this from like somebody that said it in the LA Times, we would. Uh, I wouldn't just be in the paper tomorrow. We all would be. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's right. And and to have a gig for that long at a magazine. In this tumultuous media right, right. environment, yeah, I'm very uh, lucky. You know, I, I, you know, sometimes I think, God, I just, you know, I, I, anybody could do my job, you know. But uh, I have been, you know, I, I, you're very good at what you do. What? Uh, thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it's a. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's it's surreal to me because I wanted to be a TV programmer when I was a kid. Right. I, uh, in high school, that was what I did in my high I school. I used to do. I used to do my own network schedules. Oh yeah, I invented a game. Do we talk network. about this? I don't think so. There used to be a football game called Pro Draft that was like a card game, but it was it, it was building the best team or whatever. And I'm, I'm not a big football fan, but I liked that game. Fantasy football. Yeah, kind of. And uh, uh, I remember creating my own version of it called Network. So you would uh-huh. end up with a show, and if it did well, and like it was the same thing. Do you, uh, cards. Can, can you? Um... Can I move over here and show you yes, something? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, yes. For your uh, listeners, uh, I'm getting Don't up... Don't set off my car alarm. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting up and opening up a, a chest of drawers here. And I wanted to show Dennis something here, if I could find it. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Where is it? Oh, no. Oh, well. Well, I'll just... Uh, I'll have to... Um, now I sound like a nutty professor. Let's pretend that I'm holding it right now. <laughs> they don't know. Anyway, I had NBS. That was my network. That was your I, network. And I scheduled, I got rid of NBC because this was the late 70s and I thought all their shows sucked. So I got rid of NBC and I put in NBS and and uh, scheduled shows opposite, you know, Charlie's Angels and, and Three's Company or Three's a Crowd. As a, you know, I did this for a long time. I was a lone would you come up with, <laughs> Would you come up with all new shows or would you take existing shows and bring I, them onto your network? I took existing shows, from my knowledge, as a, as a, as a TV freak. Right. You know, that she, even shows I'd never heard of, you know, I mean, never saw. Blansky's Beauties. Oh, well, that was actually on ABC. And yeah. Hello, Larry. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I didn't take, I took a few it's NBC a living. shows. Oh, I loved It's a Living, the theme song alone. I knew, um, I knew this girl that used to work there, I, like, started her career in the office, and she had a funny way of talking, and she would always, she'd answer the phone like, it's a living, it's a living. <laughs> it's a living. Yeah. Um, so you would create these schedules. And, and I would, I took shows from, like, the, the early 60s that sounded cool, Sebastian and Cabot, Sebastian Cabot. And Checkmate, and that was a huge hit on NBS. I'm sure it sounds very grown up and sophisticated. And And it was real. It lasted one year on NBC. Yeah. uh, And then uh, my favorite show ever, The Big Valley, was a huge hit. That's your favorite show ever? Yeah. Wow. Heath? You were into Heath? Oh, yeah. Heath is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lee Majors. Yeah. And he's still around doing like, uh, he's writing this. uh, I want to do a a book about The Big Valley because I'm just. I'm, what was it? I never I'm really watched that show. What, what uh, was it about? It that was. Um, it was. I'm not into. I'm not big into westerns uh, at all, really. But uh, to me, it was a, a sort of a cross between Dynasty, 
uh, I watched it in reruns. It was right. on ABC 1965 to 1969. It was a hit. It would it would be one of those if it were on now. It, the, the demos that it drew, it would be like Scandal, where it was so popular in the 18 yeah. to 49 that it would it would have had a longer life. Right. It was very kind of like mod in a way, and like they they wore anachron anachronistic clothes, like. Barbara Stanwyck, she played the yes, Victoria Barkley, the, the matriarch. And there was Audra Barkley. Yeah, her daughter, Linda Evans. And right. they had purple eyeshadow and, and turtlenecks. And, and, and uh, I remember the song. Yeah, great yeah. theme song, my favorite theme song. Yeah, Is the, it? The, the third season. Did it have words, or do I just hear words in my head when I'm like, the big valley? Right, yeah. The, uh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that I, I identified with that show because I, um, I was in... Uh, an only child who moved in with eight kids uh, when I was five. My my mom married, left my dad, married a guy with uh, eight kids, and so I felt different than everybody. And they were, uh, I hate the word lovely because I feel like a Madonna or something. But they were lovely. They were they didn't bully me. These kids they were uh, great and fun, but they were also wild. And I was just like toe headed little, you know. Uh, gay kid to be, and, and you were like the cousin Oliver of their. Yeah, totally, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, rude. Totally, you know. Wow, where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, California, Good Samaritan Hospital. Wow, identity thieves. My social security number is. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, and my parents too. Good, uh, that sort so of. So, you've all, have you lived in other places? Uh, never outside of L.A. I lived in fancy Hancock Park for a little bit. Right, but you never went to New York or no. Yeah. And all then right. uh, Newport Beach, and then Van Nuys. Okay. With, with those eight kids, and then back to Newport Beach for high school because I told my grandmother I wanted to live with her because I was gay, and in the you know like I was realizing I was gay, and I just needed to be with like a. Cozy company. Nurturing, yeah. yeah. You need some gra- grandma yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, going back to your reviewing, how has your job changed with the proliferation of channels and shows? And Like, how do you even keep up? How do you decide what to invest your time in? You know, I was just, uh, I was thinking about that when you when you first got here. I said, I'd, I'd have to tell you that uh, for the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association, the awards, yeah. We get a lot of screeners and screening invites, and and yeah. and, uh, and of course, I feel compelled to see everything, but I can't. And so I haven't seen. You have a huge wa- watching load. Yeah, I mean, and I can't see every TV show either. You know, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, it does whittle down to a certain demo for the magazine, which is, uh, you know, that is helpful to to guide me. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's it's you know successful women, uh, educated. Uh, you know, they, they, they work. Um, that's one of the stronger di- parts of the readership and, and, uh, and affluence. Did I mention that? Like a, just sort of like a, a, across the board. And I think a lot of gay guys must, must read the magazine as well. I'm just guessing. Right. Um, but, uh, so it, it, it's a mix of reality shows that seem to be popular with, with our readers. Right. And, you know, the Kardashians, of course, but also, uh, sort of AMC style, you know, shows and, and HBO and Showtime and, uh, um, premium shows, I guess. So, uh, what I do is I, uh, sort of try to keep an eye on those, at least what's going on plot wise and, and keeping up with the occasional episode and all the shows that are sort of everything from, uh, um, 
I lost track of girls recently. Right. Uh, and I was shocked. Like, oh my God. I lost track like, of girls a long time ago. It's been like <laughs> six seasons. I think I missed like the last two. And I, I uh, yeah. Uh, and this is its final season. So right. I watched the season premiere and I'm like, oh, it, it still has the tone that I, the, the things I liked about the show. And, right. And, uh, and the characters are kind of finally coming into their own sort of. But, um, uh, but I haven't. You know, watched every episode. That's yeah. for sure. Do you watch at work at your desk, or do you kind of write at your desk and watch when you're home? I uh, I watch at my computer. Sort of, it depends. Like half hour stuff, I can watch at the computer. And, right. And uh, and if I take notes, that's sort of easy. But if it's a big show like a, a Big Little Lies with Nicole, I can't Turner, wait. I read the um, book. I'm so into it. Yeah, it's uh, it's good, and because David E. Kelly wrote it, and yeah. he can't really miss. I really love writer. the book, and they're so perfectly cast for their yeah. parts. The whole cast is. Have you seen it all? Really, I, I have not seen it all. Just the first episode, yeah, and yeah. I want to see more. I can't wait. Um, I'm a little. Uh, uh, I'm such an egalitarian, and I just wish that. I think one of the. One of the issues with TV is. Uh, and now networks are finally sort of uh, semi-acknowledging it. Um, we haven't paid enough attention to the poor and middle class. Like the 70s, uh, all in the family, Sam right. and son. Uh, you know, uh, For a while, we, we, there was Roseanne, but that was kind of the only one yeah, at the that time. Was it. We have the middle with Patricia Heaton and yeah. that... And that and, it's it's still on, and it's it's it, the ratings keep going up, not down. Right. So uh, networks have really been remiss in in finding shows that really speak to, you know, what's going on in America. I don't mean about kowtowing to them. No, but I, in, I mean just as a story person, think of all the stories you have with people just trying to get health insurance or people trying to right. you know uh, have to cut back or hear like yeah. that story that it leads to things yeah. and it's drama and maybe there's comedy in there as well but yeah you could I agree. Argue, you could make the argument that uh, TV is about you know entertainment and escapism but it seems like everybody on TV is just rich or even when they're like on parenthood portrayed as sort of like just an average family they're not you know, look at that house. No, I know. I, I was just having this thought when I was, I was watching Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, which is probably mm-hmm. right in your magazine's demo. Right. And I've liked that show over the years. But, like, the last, the last, uh, this new season, I'm just looking at the houses and the clothes and all of it, and she's a writer, but not really now. And I'm like, I, I, that disconnect was kind of bugging me. And there's so many uh, shows like that. And, and, uh, so, uh, Big Little Lies is is fun and dishy and, and interesting and, and uh, well acted, but it is about a bunch of you know like it's like a rich uh, kind in, of beach town in Monterey. Yeah, that's yeah. Said at this time for the in, show. in the book, it's all Australia, but yeah, no. Yeah. So a so, lot of Lululemony, right, right. Stuff. And I, as a critic, get sort of tired of the sameness of that. It's like, oh god, not another. You know, like I want to, I want to see. Uh, you know, well, Lion, I was disappointed that, that our, uh, the members of the, uh, I call it the Homo Critics Association. Okay, the Homo um, Critics Association. But uh, the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association, which is also uh, queer, we have um, uh, some members who don't, uh, who prefer not to, not to identify in any sort of specific way other than queer. And, uh, but, uh, and we're not all just critics, we're entertainment journalists who cover right. TV and film. And of course, you are uh, emeritus in, in, in some ways because you've been one of the uh, 
I'm blushing now, but you've like I've always followed your career, and you're, oh, thank you're you. such a good. Do you know where it went? <laughs> you do. Have you seen it lately? I because I, I, it disappeared, and I was wondering if you followed it. You might have seen it go into a a, a, a cubby hole somewhere or some kind of <laughs> mouse trap situation. Well, I mean, it's like it's just everything. Yeah, in, it's in the nature. It's not just and uh, yeah. and that's another thing that's that's you know people have gone for the uh, network executives have have gone for the uh, affluent. Uh, demo, thinking that, that well, that's where the money is. So how do we get that 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 demo? We have to reflect their their lives or show them things that they sh- they probably crave and want. So let's let's have have every character have like a a, a Bosch or whatever uh, dishwasher in the background. Right. I don't know. And then on this uh, other side, you have um, uh, the. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm going to start sounding like a, a Bernie crowd here, but but nothing is ever enough for the uh, media moguls, you know. Oh it, yeah, it, it's it's not. Pretty soon it's going to be a profit margin. To me, is a profit margin. Yeah. If you're making a profit, that's nice. But, yeah, but it's never. They can't enough. make enough. It's those yeah. quarterly income statements that's kind of like driving everything. Uh, pretty soon it's going to be Amazon, Apple, Google, and Adele. Mm-hmm. So. Um, <laughs> I better learn how to do Adele's hair and makeup. Or, or if you know I, what you could do is you could write for her fan site. That's yes. See, you know? no, that's what you got to think about. Of course, I don't see where the, what the business model is. With I, I talk to people left and right that and and you know who know about how like what the websites make. They're still like in the red a lot of them, except for of course Facebook and stuff. I mean, uh, but the actual websites for uh, media websites. Um, I don't know. I, How do you? you the know, readership isn't like what the magazines are. That you know, the yeah. millions. You know, that's they're like Daily Beast, of course, and yeah. and, uh, and BuzzFeed. Uh, yeah, BuzzFeed. Well, how do you get your news? Uh, not on Twitter. I was at a party last night. I was. We were talking about uh, the Trump situation right. and and fake news. I don't even. I see fake news here and there on uh, Facebook, like right. in, in the margins. But I don't even like look. I just think, okay, that's, some, that's, that's freaky. Yeah, know? that can um, happen. But I, where do you get your news on Twitter? I don't get it. People, is I don't. It, I don't use Twitter TV? for news. I'm not very good at Twitter. I don't yeah. like the the, my, the reading of it, the the breaking up of everything. It's okay, but I'm not a. I'm not big on right. it. I haven't really unleashed the potential in my own life. The, the Kraken. Yeah, um, so, I I get my news from. Uh, this is a Sarah Palin question. Right. Um, I get my news from, uh, I recently blocked all the cable news networks. Right. Even, uh, I just, I found, I, I really blame them for just the horrible reporting that the sort of, it's not even re- news, it's just gossip. And I don't know what I was expecting, but it just got to be so awful, that it, very repetitive, the same stuff over. And, I'm, and I would read in the New York Times about something that was going on and you know they get a lot of their leads from the Times, but there's a lot of stuff they just don't cover, right. and and or, or facets or aspects to the story. So um, I found Democracy Now with Amy Goodman on Free Speech TV, yeah, and I, it, it's not a bunch of bobbleheads from opposing sides just saying that's not true, that's not true. Um, uh, it's actual experts that are bringing you know shedding light with it. It just uh, and. Parts of the stuff that this is an integral part of the story. Why am I not hearing that on right. MSNBC or or CNN? 
I um, my favorite thing right now is the press pool on Sirius XM with oh. Julie Mason. Okay. Because she brings on different journalists who has a story in this week's New York Times about this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I love I love hearing from journalists because I just like them as people. Right. But I do I get a lot of what I need there, and she's oh, pretty nice. even handed. It's not a lot of opinion. It's more like. You know, this person is dealing with this story. What did you learn about the story? What's right. the takeaway? It's well, good. The feeling I get is that most journalists don't know uh, the answers to the questions they're asking sometimes. They just, that when, like Trump, you know, is very good about throwing back, like, well, what do you mean? Like, that this research study was this. And they can't really, they don't have the metal to, or, or the the uh, wherewithal, it seems, to, to really investigate an issue before they do the interview. It's it's uh, it's really disconcerting. But I think that this right now, I think that journalism is. I do see people stepping it up, and I'm heartened that CNN has Jake Tapper. Yeah. Who, uh, I I I you know tape him every day or DVR, and uh, I just if he has the bobbleheads on, then I just zip through that. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I hear you. So Gallica, the word isn't a word. It's it's gay and lesbian. I was going to be like, right. where did you get that word from? Is it some Oscar Wilde reference? And I'm like, no, it's, no, it's the it's, it's an acronym. It's an acronym. But, but we cheat because the A is not you know it should be Gleka. Yeah. But I but but how could it be Gleka? No, you need a, um, you need an A in there. It rhymes with Battlestar, you know, Galactica. So Battlestar. But I, Galactica. I could see somebody naming their animal Gallica. Like I yeah, feel like yeah. you start a thing. Like it could become a. There Mythological. is some, It feels like a, a, a Greek god or something. There is something in Europe that is Gallica. Somebody yeah. told me, and I don't know what it is. Like it's some uh, organization, also, or I have to look, you know. But whatever. I love it. Well, um, <laughs> you recently announced the nominees, and then the the winners have come yeah, out. Yeah. So let's talk about some of them. I'm very excited. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it seem like an award show. Oh, that's. I was gonna say, Lion. Uh, is, did you see Lion I liked Lion it. Yeah, I thought it was great. It made me cry. And that's the kind of movie or TV, you know, we need to see other kinds of lives, you know, yeah. instead of just everybody living in the fancy penthouse. And Dev Patel has a, sec- a secret amazing body. Who knew? I, I know. It. I you know what it. I mean by secret yeah. amazing body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't necessarily think comment. of him. It's I my favorite comment. I know. They're the best kind of things. Yeah, it's a surprise. I know. You didn't, who knew? <laughs> so um, I'm going to start at the bottom of the list. The Timeless Star Award. Yeah. Goes to John Waters. Yeah, and he sent us a nice note. Nice. Uh, and he's very, yeah. He, and he's actually also a critic. He, I, I, I didn't realize that he wrote about movies until recently. He put together his top ten list for last nice. year for, for an art, arty site. I forget what site. Will, will he be a member of Galica? Uh, he could be an honorary member. I there have a feeling know. he would decline. But, well, uh, you never know. But uh, thrilled about that because, you know, personally, I voted for him. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. And uh, he's done so much work over the years. He's such a, and Hairspray keeps getting, you know, love. And yeah, he's got. A, I think he's a, probably found it harder to get movies made. I'm sure. You know, uh, well, maybe not now after yeah. Hairspray Live and all that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Serial Mom is, is I think underrated. Kathleen Turner. She's one of my favorites. That is just. I mean, just her alone. Just she's the, 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 the crazy looks on her face when she's testifying in that yeah. movie. That's, yeah. What are the <laughs> kinds of reactions you've gotten from winners of the of the years of announced? Do people write letters or say thank you or tweet or we uh we you know it, to to there are a lot of awards organizations out there and we've gone from well you know just to quickly answer your uh, question we've gotten 
you know, uh, James Franco tweeted a, 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 or Instagrammed a special art piece that he created with him sort of his head floating above the, the other nominees that he was uh, in, uh, yeah. uh, running against. Uh, but, uh, but he did win our Wild Artist of the Year a few years ago, and uh, he, he, he said, what's up, Gallagher? That's uh, sweet. That, that made, That's exactly what you want from Franco. That, oh, Something a yeah. little casual, oh, friendly, a little... Like he's just got out of bed, and he's in bed still with his scruffy yes. hair. Uh, what's we up, can Gallagher? cuddle. Of course we can cuddle. <laughs> I've got to go to class, though, and then I'm making three films before noon. My tweet back was, we're up now that we got this. Something Thank like that. Thank you. Uh, Ian McKellen, sir, Ian McKellen sent us a nice note. Nice. Uh, Lisa Kudrow sent a beautiful, long thank you note about winning the comeback the second round. The she second deserved time. it. And uh, She was so good, especially so, that finale. She just really, it was very sweet and touching. Yeah. She, she got what, where we were coming from. Right. And, and we Bonda, appreciate... We appreciate Valerie Cherish. We get her. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Us a note. She sent one us one of my favorites. And, uh, and regarding t- Twitter, um, you know, it would be nice if uh, here comes the like John Big Baby. It's not fair. We're not getting enough love from right. people. But there are, you know, at least well, there you know probably fifty uh, uh, critics organizations. Um, national and city, sure. or regional, maybe less. I'm not sure, but there are also, you know, you've got the broadcast critics or the critics' uh, choice awards. You've got the Hollywood Foreign Press Golden Globes. You have uh, uh, the National Society of uh, Reviewers or whatever. Right, there's a lot. Bat. And then you have the P- Producers Guild, which just last night awarded La La Land Best Picture. Yes, you have the uh, the SAG. You have you have Pulitzers. You have uh, Emmys. You have so. It takes a while to get through the clutter. I will say that we, uh, or not clutter, just to stand out, I will say that we're one of the few handful of national uh, groups uh, that, uh, and that we dole out TV and film. We're like a gayer Golden Globes. Yes. Uh, And we're not just gay. We're not glad. We are the flip side of glad in that we... We're gay, and we have some allies too, some straight people in our mix. But, but we honor everything. And it's and it's not also just not gay. just about positive representation necessarily. In other words, it doesn't have Glad's no, agenda. It, Glad has its own thing. Yeah, we're not picking. You know, uh, say our, our film of the year doesn't even have to be. You know, uh, movies that are that have gay characters. Just, we've had Argo win Best Picture. Yeah. We had Twelve Years a Slave. Um, but we've had some gay titles too, like Carol last year, yeah. which I loved. Um, that just made me, that was very good. It was polarizing though, I guess. Uh, but LGBTQ film of the year could, could be a movie about, uh, you know, was it Closet Monster? Or I didn't see that. I didn't see it either. Yeah. I've heard of it though. But it got a nomination. There so you go. It, it doesn't have to be, uh, reflective in a, in an amazing way. Like right. we're all amazing and great people. Right. You know, it's more just about you know the artistry, the, yes. the, the acting, the writing. Like how it, compelling yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, how have the studios reacted? Because you know you need it helps if they send screeners and they get on sure. board and they support it. Some have been great. Uh, some have gotten it right away, and, and of course we really champion your. Uh, I should say the mission. The reason I started it. Uh, back to your question. Um, first of all, it was something that I could see doing. That it wouldn't require money, right? Uh, uh, it would 
be something that it, it's it, it you know I looked it up and it, it hadn't really there hasn't been anything like it. There was a gay award a movie awards thing of like a ten maybe twenty years ago that didn't right. really take. Uh, so um, so something original. Something that doesn't cost any money. Something I could actually do. Right. I, easy call friends in my field. Do you want to join this? What do you think? Um, and then so the, the tough thing over, you know, my mission has been to, to sort of go Scientology <laughs> and really uh, get people in it, you know. Right. Uh, but we, just to clarify, if, um, we are not Scientologists at all. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Okay. Withdraw. Right. Um, I know. <laughs> We're all obsessed with hey, the Leah Remini to, show. He's the Leah Remini. Yeah, I know. exactly. Uh, and, you know, I should say Going Clear won one of our, uh, or, or was nominated last year. Yeah. Um, but I should, uh, yeah, anyway, that's a can of worms. How, Any, anyway, so we, we, we have some studios that are really gung-ho. Yeah. Others still need to be uh, sort of nudged. Yeah. And we're, but it's, I'm impressed yeah. with the amount of, we get a lot of screeners, we get a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, people want us to see their stuff. It's good. And I will see, some people think that we're, uh, like, why another awards, you know, group? Right. Uh, well, first of all, you know, we're not, uh, there's the African American Film Critics Association, which splintered from the Black uh, Film Critics Association. Uh, there are the, um, uh, you, you have your, uh, you know, well, you have your BET awards, but you also have, uh, uh, Lat- Lat- I forget the name of the Latino Awards. I feel uh, Alma. Does that sound right? Yeah, there's that. So why you know? Yes. uh, The the, it would be nice to to know that some kid in the Midwest who is just has just been kicked out by his parents because they found out he was gay. Right. um, Who's in a shelter? This might be a, a. This is our indirect version of Glad. Who's sitting there? Feeling despondent and unloved, and he's there's the, some TV show. If we, if we ever have a, an award show, or if he sees like the you know LA Times sees an article about you know Jennifer Aniston or whoever saying you know God that thank you for this award for this mainstream movie and best actress or or whatever, and, and it just made my day. But you guys are just you know everybody knows the gays from their culture, their right. history of persecution or whatever their whatever we bring to the, to, uh, we're trendsetters. We're, you know, I'm, I'm getting tastemakers. <laughs> you would think we're influencers exactly. as they say in the social exactly. media world. Have yeah. you seen when we rise yet? The upcoming, uh, I have not ABC, ABC series thing, about that's highly anticipated. It's highly anticipated. Yeah. I can't believe they made it. That's Dustin kind of amazing. Black, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, what's your hope for a gal with that? What's your dream? Like a, a, a televised show? It would, that would be, um, that would be really great. Um, I would like to, you know, we're we're a members, uh, we're, we're we're dues. Uh, subs, uh, <laughs> we survive on our dues only right, right now. Uh, we are a five hundred one c six organization. Uh, we applied to be a five hundred one c three right around the time the Tea Party was crying foul with the IRS for you know they were uh, saying that you only let liberal organizations get you know. Right, you're you're you're, uh, you're persecuting us, basically, is what they were saying. Right, and uh, so um, it was right around that time we we bent over backwards to supply all the information and, and show the uh, have pro, you know showed the kind of programs that we would 
right. you know, execute that mirror a lot of other organizations that have uh, that are five hundred one c threes. But they said no. So we are they they really steered us towards a five hundred one c six, which is like the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. It's called a business league, and it's a membership members group. Um, so uh, my our goal is to get get more cloud with studios and and have them sort of uh, uh, and also the media uh, get more attention from the media. And I think the way to do that is to to get more members that are you know uh, uh, sort of notable in some way but we want everybody we want regional you know like for the uh, des moines register it would be great if there's an out you know film yeah. critic or tv critic so membership uh studio relations 501c3 and a tv a tv show for sure love it that would be amazing i would i would want to see that uh wild artists of the year these were the nominees beyonce viola davis barry jenkins kate mckinnon and lin-manuel miranda and it was a tie. Yeah, it was our tenth tie in our history. Right. And uh, yeah, Kate McKinnon. Literally one vote, like the exact same number of votes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the tie was and between Kate McKinnon, and uh, she had a, a great year. She had kind of an Hillary a... and Hallelujah. The... Yes, that was amazing. And uh, and Lin Manuel Miranda, who might some people might say, well, that he should have earned it a few years ago. He was nominated, but. But with uh, he had his Moana shit happening, and, and the the casts, um, the album, John Pence incident. I mean, uh, yes, whatever. What's there, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. <laughs> uh, okay, Wild Wit of the Year. It's honoring a performer, writer, or commentator whose observations both challenge and amuse. The nominees were Samantha Bee, Carrie Fisher, Bill Maher, Kate McKinnon, John Oliver. And the winner was Carrie Fisher. <gasps> clap, 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 clap. The late great. That's so sad. I know. Yeah. Um, I like this award. You guys do the We're Wild About You, spelled like Oscar Wilde, uh, Rising Star of the Year Award. I don't know hardly any of these people. Okay. Millie Bobby Brown. She was the, the young girl in uh, Stranger Things. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah, the, the psychic. Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea. Right. Uh, Connor Jessup. Uh, he sounds gonna... cute. Yeah, well, he is cute. Uh, and we're going to have to look him up right now. <laughs> okay, because I don't know what he's in, but he just sounds like one of those two guys that have a lot of followers on the platforms. Ruth Nega was in Loving, which Correct. I have yet to see. Yeah. And Trevante Rhodes was uh, in... Moonlight. Moonlight. He was the final... Uh, he was in the final part. Right, um, right. And the winner was Trevante Rhodes, and I support yeah. that. Yeah, okay, I may have good. actually voted for him because okay. he was the only one I knew. Nice to know. Um, campy TV show of the year. I thought about this, like... Hard and I was like, "What shows do I watch?" And then I kind of looked at the the list that like you guys kind of kind of have suggestions or like well, a, a, a reminders reminders of like whatever. And Finding Chris Charming, of course, <laughs> was a campy show of the year. I watched it. I was in. I, and I hope it keeps coming back. I like it. Lady Dynamite on Netflix, which I have not seen. London Spy. BBC. Oh no, no, you're looking. You're, you're oh, I'm saying I skipped. I'm sorry. Finding Prince Charming, for sure. Campy TV show of the year. Fuller House, Netflix. Did not see that. You're lucky. I hear it's not good, but I didn't well, watch the original. So. Well, there you go. Hairspray Live on NBC. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Scream Queens on Fox. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show on Fox. And the winner is RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Well, that was... Uh, I, it, it's funny, because Campy TV... Sh- campy, the word camp... It, 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 it means different things to different people. Yeah. Uh, it could be uh, Mommy Dearest... Or soap dish. 
Yeah. You know, because soap dish obviously means to be camp. Like it knows it. Yeah. Like, like RuPaul's Drag Race knows it. Right. We're right. all on, we're operating on the same level. Whereas right. something like Finding Just Charming... Well, that's, you know, that is... The, it, yeah, it, they're not trying to be, you know... The, but are they? Who knows? But, but that but, amazing yeah. moment where they're like, I'm going to have to give you your tie back or tie. <laughs> like, what the fuck's happening with the ties? But some, you know, like my choice there would have been maybe something like, as much as I love Ellen Barkin, but Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen it. Just not, uh, you know, you don't want it to be just a boring list of bad shows because yeah. that's not what the spirit of it, that, you know. Yeah, it's something that's got to be that works on a. On another level, like right, a, yeah, like you can't kind of believe it's happening. Right, exactly. Uh, unsung show of the year. I love that you do this award. Uh, Flea bag on Amazon, which is so unsung, I've never heard of it. Like <laughs> Lady Dynamite on Netflix, which I've heard is really funny. London Spy. Oh, that was great. That, BBC that's, that's uh, America. Yeah. Please like me on Pivot, which I've heard great things about for all it, these years. It but is great. How to find Pivot? I don't know. Well, it's switching to Hulu now. Oh, Pivot went out of business as of a month or two ago. Buy Pivot. <laughs> That's probably a relief. You're like, oh, one less pivot, thing that I have to watch. Yeah. I know. Um, and the Real O'Neills on ABC, and the winner was the Real O'Neills. Yeah. And I support that because I sort of discovered it in the last few months, and I really like it. It's very it's funny, and, and Noah funny. Galvin, the stars, is is very hilarious and sweet and, and, and out. Yes. Um, and Martha Plimpton. Uh, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. The older brother's great. My friend Fred does a choreographs, past podcast podcast guest Fred Tallickson choreographs a lot of the musical things that they do, and they're always that doing is. kind of... Elaborate yeah. Britney things. And, and they're not a necessarily rich family, which is refreshing. Yes. Uh, but I will say London Spy, you have to see that. That's with Ben Wishaw as a, a guy who falls in love with a, um, a very mysterious uh, banker who's hot, who turns out to be a spy. And uh, Jim Broadbent is in it, and Charlotte Rampling plays So it's the a gay, mother. there's a gay thing it's going a, on? sort of a mini-series, yeah. Love it. it. it Nail-biting and really, really good. Okay, I have friends that we watch certain shows with. And we did The Crown. We used to do... We did Mad Men for years. Then we did Transparent. Now we did The Crown. Now we're doing Victoria, which I can take or leave. So I might suggest London Spy. Yeah, try it. I like Victoria, by the way. (laughs) Uh, You love it? Yeah, I do. I think think after The Crown, The Crown really felt real. And and Victoria's something else. A little... Yeah, it's It's a little little bit CWE. Yeah. Um, TV musical performance of the year. uh, Beyonce, Lemonade. Kelly Clarkson, Piece by Piece. I love that we gave that a shout-out on American Idol. Lady Gaga, Till It Happens to You on the Academy Awards. Jennifer Hudson, I Know Where I've Been on Hairspray. She just... Belted it out. Yeah, she tore the roof off my actual television. (laughs) Um, And Kate McKinnon, Hallelujah, Saturday Night Live. And that was the winner of that That category. That was... I mean, it was the perfect song. It, it, It allowed so... It allowed a catharsis. It was like... Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And amazing. She, uh, it, it, the proper tone. It was. It, I hate the word proper, but it was. It was a. She struck a, a perfect chord with that. And the lyrics are so yeah. spot on. And I worked with Kate McKinnon on the Big Gay Sketch Show oh, really? as a, a writer wow. on the third season. And I, she always liked to do musical things. She uh-huh. always sang well. And her and Julie Goldman had this lesbian duo thing that they would do with guitar. So God, um, and she's got a voice. Yeah, I. I, I remember her really. Loving to sing and being really good at it. Did you see her carol spoof on the Independence uh, Spirit? Yes, it was amazing. That is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I it was long. It over, yeah, it was just genius. Yeah. yeah. Uh, LGBTQ show of the year. The nominees are Looking the Movie, Orange is the New Black, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, 
the real O'Neills and Transparent. Oh, we've got and some the double winner, nominees here. And the winner, John, is... For the third year in a row, Transparent. I love it. I, I love that show. Would you call it a comedy? No, it's not very <laughs> com- comedic. Although, you know, I guess it, in a French but, way it's funny. But I love that it's a half hour. Yeah. Don't you love when you get, something comes across your desk and you're like, oh, shit, yes, it's a half hour. Yeah. it's uh, What and, a relief. Uh, Drew Barrymore's new show is, is that. <laughs> it's, it's, it is a comedy, but it, it could be an hour. Yeah. And you think it's going to be an hour, but you're like, oh, okay. It's, it's an hour. And it, it's a exactly. half Exactly. It's to the point now where if I hear a show's not good, I'm pleased. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't have to watch that. Yeah, you're not kidding. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know how we all manage it. It's crazy. Um, and I also find that there's all these new shows to try, and you try it, and you're, you're sitting there thinking, do I like it enough? How right. much do I like it? Can I watch more? Like, it's this whole forward-spinning thing when right, you're like, right. fuck it, I just want to watch The Bachelor. I, I know, know what it is. Right. I, it's like comfort food. Or a, a, an old episode of, you know, uh, I don't know, Larry Sanders. Something show. That could be, that's more of a relaxing thing. Because there's anxiety around uh, Westworld. I wasn't that into it, but everyone loves it. Do I give them another chance? And they're so long. And, right, oh, right. Like, it's a lot. It's yeah, I, I try to, I, I boil down things to, if, it, if I look at some shows just like, going in, it's it's a movie. I don't think of, I, I try to pretend it's not a TV show and it's a right. movie. So, and if I am so, like, after the first episode, I set a boundary, like, I don't have to watch this again, even right. if it's really good. I get where it's going. Yeah. I'm fine. And that And your job me, is to re- review what you see. Yeah, that and that person. also helps me with uh, what deciding whether or not it's a, it's a really great show, because if it could really put it all together and, you know, get its, you know, uh, sort of premise and, and uh, point of view out in one episode... That really helps. Like, it, it gives. It, I have more respect for the show. Yeah. Some publicists will say, "John, you will not believe it. It, it gets so good by the seventh episode." I'm like, I'm not going to be watching. Yeah. Knock <laughs> yourself out. Have you ever had anyone that you wrote about reach out to you and say, "I, I disagree with your review," or "You upset me," or you know, surprisingly, I, I don't want. I, I, I shouldn't say surprisingly because I don't know what to expect necessarily, but not really. Uh, there, years ago, some fan of Orange Is the New Black. I wasn't a fan early on. It, right. It, some shows do grow on me, like right. L.A. Law. I don't know if you remember dun, LA Law. Dun, that took dun, me like people dun. were like raving about L.A. Law, and then finally, like, like by the sixth season, I was like, oh, I like that elevator thing. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and other shows I will check in because people say, give it a shot, give it a shot. Or I read that it makes like huge ratings. Well, there's got to be something there, but I can't. Don't make me watch This Is Us. Uh, Parenthood. <laughs> That's going to be the title <laughs> of this podcast. It makes me laugh so hard. This is me turning it off. Yeah, um, this is me. Um, I fell in love with the show recently because my friends that I watched The Crown with turned me on to it. The Mick. Makes uh-huh. me laugh. It's funny, really yeah. hard. Yeah, and I well, I love it's always in, sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, she's great. Like she's comedically oh, she's, really special. Oh, yeah, in in uh, do you watch? It's always sunny. I, well, I watch it way years oh, seventeen years yeah, ago. Yeah, she's like, just uh, that whole troupe of the yeah. geniuses. So I'm a big fan of the Mick. Okay, 
TV Current Affairs Show of the Year, the winner was Full Frontal with Samantha B. I support that. Oh my God, the last episode alone was just. It, yeah. It, it was. I don't know if you saw that, but she did. I a bet rundown, I did, but I don't remember. Did a rundown of the uh, pre inauguration concert. Yeah. And the horribleness of it, and the <laughs> the guy, one of the, I forget what country star that. Uh, Sang about lynching in Texas. And oh, like, yeah. Is that the appropriate tune to sing? It it's, was that. It's just a giant yeah. you know, finger to, uh, yeah, to, to, to san- taste. To sanity. <laughs> you know. um, TV performance of the year actress, Claire Foy, The Crown Lover, right. Julia Louis Dreyfus, Veep, uh, Tanny Newton, Westworld, Sarah Paulson, uh, OJ Simpson. Went on a ride of Stranger Things. Noni got a shout out, but the winner was yeah, it, clap 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 clap. It's Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. I mean, nobody can touch that performance. No, I, I know she's won twenty eight things, and she's probably got twenty eight more to win. Yeah, yeah, she deserves them all. And can I uh, drop a? Uh, can I impress you? Yes, please. I was you in a friend's uh, condo. This is uh, maybe five six years ago, right? And Michelle Clark was there. Marsha Clark, you mean? I mean, I'm Michelle Clark. No, it was Michelle Clark. <laughs> Marsha's sister. No, yeah. like her. Sorry, Marsha Clark was there, and I got to talk to her. She was really funny and nice. She seemed cool. Yeah. I'm glad that she's getting her... Yeah. Because we took a big shit all over her as a uh, country. Yeah, well, that's a lovely... Uh, I watched The People vs. O.J., and I, the thing that I, that I was really shocked by, there were things that I didn't know about, or I didn't remember, but that Furman tape, like, not only... Was he a racist cop? He was the most racist cop in the history of... Like, like who records things like... like It was kind of like, once I heard that, I'm like, oh, there's no way they yeah. can win. Well, you know, it's it, that was the start of I forgot whole, how that, you racist know, he was. I knew he was racist. We have a Supreme Court, some Supreme Court members who probably to this day think that we don't have a race... Uh, you know, issue in this country. It's crazy. Um, yeah. TV comedy of the year, Atlanta, crazy ex-girlfriend, insecure, tried it, couldn't get into it. Uh, transparent and veep. And the winner is transparent. I Yay! support it. Clap, 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 clap. Nothing like that suicide episode. I, oh <laughs> my God. Every time I go <laughs> to the, Nothing be- so funny like somebody jumping off a, 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 a now that when I go to the Beverly Center, I think about that. And I, <laughs> I think when somebody, there's a character on transparent that, Kills herself by jumping over the railing at the Beverly Center. Spoiler alert. I think you're supposed to say it first. Right. But um, when you go when you go to ask for permits to shoot somewhere, we're gonna we want to shoot a scene at the Beverly Center. I wonder. I'm sure it's a it's a discussion. If you're like somebody's gonna kill themselves in right. your <clears throat> business, is they're that not- an extra fifty bucks? Is that good for that? Like <laughs> how how does that get negotiated? Yeah, maybe they didn't say. What they, I don't maybe know. they just got a permit to film there. But yeah. you don't want copycats. Like I don't know. That's anyway, a good point. I, that's, that's what a I'm very thinking good point. of. I'm thinking of these things. That's a good point. Okay, can't be National Action uh, Alliance for Suicide Prevention. By the way, are you? That's uh, great. The Public Awareness Task Force. I haven't uh, really been called on to do much since it. I mean, it's been a, years now since it started. So. Uh, now I'm just sort of, I guess, a figurehead. That's uh, great. How did I, you get involved in that? Uh, it just, uh, I was involved in the PRISM Awards, P-R-I-S-M, not PRISM. Okay. Uh, and they, for 14 years, uh, honored uh, film, TV, and other uh, entertainment categories uh, uh, that properly, not properly, or accurately depict uh substance abuse issues and mental health issues right. and, and just general health issues as well. And, uh, I 
knew one of the principals that, that um, worked there and he asked if I could be on their review committee and uh, and I was for years and years and then they lined up with the National Action Alliance for Suicide Prevention which is government and uh, private sector merging to help uh, stop this epidemic. Um, Bill Gates was involved at the start. It's a it's a um, uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Good. So well, I, I, I just cool. was sort of uh, part of a group that that helped spread the word out initially about the organization. Yeah, good for you. All right, unsung film of the year. This is one of my favorite categories. American Honey. Haven't seen it. Captain Fantastic. Really liked it. Christine. Uh, Other People, which I loved from Outfest, and Sing Street, one of my favorite movies. The winner here surprised me. Yeah, Christine. uh, Christine is the winner. A lot of people like Captain Fantastic, especially. Uh, But Christine, um, speaking of suicide, that's about a a woman in the early 70s, uh, uh, a news anchor who killed herself live on air. And... uh, I watched it the other night, and I was not into it. Huh. Well, you know, I uh, truth but, be told, that's one of those things where I haven't seen it yet, but I really do yeah. want to see it. Uh, it got very good reviews, and, and yeah, some of our members really just yeah. champ- not champion it. It's not like people lobby for things, but a lot of people voted for it, obviously. But I think Sing Street is such a feel-good movie. I love it. I listen to that soundtrack mm-hmm. all the time. So those are all good nominations. Campy Film of the Year. I haven't seen enough of these. Um, absolutely Fabulous. King Cobra, Nocturnal Animals. I bet uh, Tom Ford was thrilled to get that nomination. <laughs> the Dressmaker and The Neon Demon. And the winner is... The Dressmaker. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I have not seen it. Is it outrageous? I, it's uh, over-the-top fun, sort of borderline campy in the right. sense that it wants to be that. Yeah. Um, but I voted for Nocturnal Animals, frankly. Yeah. What Did you um, find it campy? I there was something did. sort of operatic about it. Like a little... Yeah, I thought it was beautiful and gorgeous, but I didn't think it really uh, brought home... I don't know why it was made. Because uh, we've sort of seen this stuff before. This, you know, the, 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 the woman who lives the pampered life and she regrets... Uh, not being as deep as she is, like, you know, it's... it's right, uh, she took the easy way out. She took yeah. the safe life, the safe, yeah. comfortable life, instead of the one that was full of passion and that right. was harder. Yeah, she was didn't true. support her artist. That theme resonated for me by the end of it. I was like, well, I'm, more than the more than the movie within the movie. I found it was touching, and it, like, to some extent, but I did, there were parts of it that... I'm like, Michael Sheen and his outfits, I don't know, and uh, not Michael Shannon, but Michael Sheen. Right. Uh, it was like a futuristic... I don't... It was like they were in, in uh, the Hunger Games or something, that the crazy uh, right. robots and... And, uh, and the one scene with the plastic... The woman with plastic surgery. Yes. I, if I could ask Tom Ford any question about this movie, there's one scene where Amy Adams is in some kind of board meeting or something at a conference room and the woman sitting next to her has crazy plastic surgery right right uh like jocelyn wildenstein like we're right that area right and it's meant to amy's supposed to it's meant to symbolize something about appearances and you know artificiality all this stuff but how do you cast that person right right um we're looking for maybe it was special effects maybe they were uh, makeup effects. maybe it was makeup effects yeah but it's like it's like saying we're looking for somebody with really freaky plastic surgery you need only freaks need you know like in other words right. you're the butt of a joke kind of like when they make fun of somebody that's really heavy or something right how do right. they well, what does the see, breakdown say it, and that's see i think that's when it, it 
we've seen a lot of movies that that uh, sort of mock the superficiality of people and that live yeah. in beautiful houses in LA and 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 uh, and go for. I mean, it, you know, it's sort of a tried and true story to some extent. But I just, for me, it, it just it came. It was a little bit of a misfire, and it made me kind yeah. of laugh here and there. No, I hear you. I, I like when movies make you laugh that aren't supposed to. Well, I don't know if I like it, but it's good. Okay, visually striking film of the year: Arrival, Jackie, La La Land, Moonlight, or The Handmaiden. All winners, but the winner of that category is and all beautiful to look at. If you think of Jackie, uh, just the costumes alone. But La La Land won, and uh, and and also in that vein, it was a, it, that was a movie that sort of uh, poked it at at uh, tropes uh, about Los Angeles and people wanting fame and, and yeah. But I thought it was extremely sweet, and and it just uh, as an Angelino. Uh, it could have even taken more advantage of uh, the, the city's, you know, unusual, you know, s- skyline or the, the, the neon signs. And, and the, but I thought it did a really great job. At, at, uh, I, it was my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, actually. I loved it. I, I also love that sketch on Saturday Night Live. Did you see it where no. somebody is brought into a, um, a detective's uh, interrogation room and there are two really tough detectives yelling at him? And he's like, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And they show him, like, the clip, and he's on a date going, yeah, I just, I liked it okay, but I wasn't at the Lala. <laughs> she's like, they did their own singing live! <laughs> and so she's abusing this guy because he was lukewarm about Lala. Did La they La La La. do their own singing live? Yes. Throughout, except, for when they're, except for when they're really dancing. Right, on so, the freeway. Yeah, like yeah. sitting at the piano, or right, right. Emma sang Audition live. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I did an interview with the the music supervisor, and I got lots of fact. Oh, Steve Kazicki, I, I, I yes. yeah, it's really I, I fun. Steve. If you like the um, <laughs> if you like the movie, he gives you lots of like inside scoop, which I which I was like, you know, feet loving. Um, here's what I like about La La Land is that like I feel like if you're somebody that's struggling in L.A. to make it in the business, the business doesn't really. They don't want to know you. They're like a little... They don't want to get any of it on you. Like, they're like, every valet has a script. You know, there's that thing of, like, we made it. Right. You know, and this movie um, celebrates those people, the strugglers. Yeah, and and also what I like is that it's not... It doesn't have its rosy-colored glasses on, or rose-colored glasses on. uh, Right. Rosie O'Donnell-colored glasses. Exactly. Um, It it shows casting directors as sort of the, the, the cliche of, like, you know angry and bitter or dismissive or just not great people and right. there are a lot of people out there like that but it shows some professional ones as well right so somebody and, that likes you know is good at the end and yeah and it and i have friends that that were actors and and sort of gave up the dream and and uh or maybe a couple that are are, are actually achieving a a, a you know a level of success that i hope stays there you know what right. i mean because God help us if they, because then you never see that person ever again. Right. Uh, not not just be, if they're even if they're nice, it's hard to keep in touch. You yeah. Know? Um, but uh, just the sweetness of uh, going for your dream, um, having somebody that supports you, the bittersweetness of of, of pursuing that dream. And 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 the uh, sort of it's it's like getting sober, like accepting the world that we are in. Like if you are going to beat yourself up and and beat up the world and think it's not fair for because you didn't get that part or uh, or you know book that you know great venue for your band. 
um, good luck. That's yeah. what, you know, but if you can enjoy the process and then, um, and I also like what, you know, and, and the, the sort of maturity of like a, a certain point where, uh, out of love, he, right. How would it affect some relationship? Yeah. He needs to, well, pursue his art, but you know, but make money doing it, you know, yeah. and that might mean having to compromise a bit. Yeah. You know? I love that conflict in there. Yeah. All of it. It's great. And just the vision at the end is just, uh, altogether yeah. really beautiful. Lovely. Documentary of the year. I am not your Negro. Haven't seen it. OJ Made in America, seen part of it. 13th, seen it, loved it. Tickled, saw it, was kind of okay on it. And Wiener. <laughs> the left field. Uh, yeah. Dominated. And Wiener, and the nominee, and the winner is OJ Made in America. Best documentary. Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, I did not watch the whole thing. I watched yeah. a, a lot of it. Yeah. It's, um, how long is it all I together? I watched a lot of it. It's uh, Six I, hours? Eight hours? I, I'm, I'm going to say 12. Oh, my God. We're going to have to look it up. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I would have preferred, frankly, to see, uh, I mean, it was fascinating and, uh, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more about, uh, the effect on women, um, that that whole case, even, and, and also Nicole and yeah. uh, just, uh, a little bit more about, uh, from the woman, woman's perspective, Yeah. You know? uh, anyway, so that, that was my beef with that, but I, I thought it was very, very, uh, well done. Um, foreign language film of the year, The Handmaiden won that one. I'm going to burn through a few of these. I haven't sure. seen that yet, but I really want to. Nobody loves li- listening to a couple of guys going through a list. Well, but I think people are interested. <laughs> they want to know what was nominated. LGBTQ film of the year, Moonlight, was the Ooh. winner of that one. That was what I. What's amazing about it is, well, it's not amazing, but it transcended gay film. It transcended black film. It's not sort of. It hasn't been ghettoized. I have a lot of straight friends, uh, believe it or not, um, who. They just love it and find it so effective. It's so artful. And, and, yeah. and what I love is that the artistic choices that he makes bring you closer to the story. They mm-hmm. don't distance you because mm-hmm. they're a little self-conscious, like some of the editing and some of the... Mm-hmm. They're, they're very... Um, they're not like, oh, we're just observing. It's, they're... Right. You know, and in, but in they a way, there's a theme there, uh, from what I understand, uh, you know, people have compared it to... Uh, or I could compare it to La La Land in that, like the, the the sadder side of like, you know, La La Land doesn't have a happy ending necessarily. You know, it's, no, it doesn't. It's it's, it's uh, poignant, but uh, yeah, like it, life isn't easy. You know, yeah. Bottom line. There you even, go. Even when it like you know, even when you make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, film performance of the year actor. The winner was uh, Mahershala. Ali from Moonlight. I don't know. I, my goal is to learn how to say that by the Oscars, but I don't know if it'll yeah, work. It, it's, uh, um, so you, it's a the, lovely name. Gallica doesn't do supporting and um, lead, so you put them together, and he, he won the category. Yeah, and we're, we're, we are going to add that next year. Yeah. Uh, oh, after some uh, members sort of push for that. Okay. So, um, and uh, film performance of the year actress, Viola Davis. One for Fences. Our membership just loves her. Uh, She's pretty she was one of our top ten best actresses of all time in our recently yeah. announced list. Who was and, number one in that? Streep? Uh, it was Streep. Yeah. And Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, made, she, she made the list. I love Babs. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Denise Richards, did she crack the top ten? She did. Okay. Yeah, just for her... Bubbling uh, under? It was for... Um, I think it was because of uh, uh, Starship Troopers. I was going to say that. It's her yeah. best movie. And the Matt Dillon movie where she has like... Oh, like, Wild the, the, Things. The, yeah. <laughs> she's my favorite. She's my... She's like the best bad actress. Um, and director of the year, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight. I've seen him speak and he's really cute. Oh. 
Oh my goodness! I'm it's like, like Simon. Um, he's uh, so cute. Who's the uh, uh, cool? The guy that trends uh, the the, uh, the unsung film last year uh, that won Tangerine. Oh yeah, that he's he's hot. The director's cute. Yeah, Sean Baker. Okay. Yeah, I support that. Yeah, straight guy. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, that donut shop, the Tangerine Donut Shop, is closing. You know, I, yeah, I read it's about gone. that. I saw it's gone. It's sort of like yeah, that was the they they immortalized it. And it became famous, and then it had to go. What isn't closing? Yeah, here's something I wonder if you have a take on from your position. I feel like if you're uh, a player in the awards race, it is a full time fucking job for two or three months to run around and yeah, to, and do the thing. And right, does either a get pub- Extra? Does anyone make money on it? Because it's literally work for them. And I'm sure it's flattering to be at luncheons and screenings and stuff, but it is clear your schedule. You are a ho- horse, and this is the Kentucky Derby. You know, I, you know they, they probably pick their battles. Uh, I wonder if it's written into their contract. I, I, I know that they do have to do publicity, but if it, I don't know if a contract would say if you get nominated for an Oscar, you have to push yourself. Yeah, because uh, it's not like you have to be available for two nights. Right. You have to be available for... Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's, you know, we have a winner's toast, and, yeah. and uh, God, you know, I understand. You know, uh, it's not easy to get a handful of win- We have like a select group of winners, like yeah. five. And it, if we can't get the winner, um, which is likely, uh, we'll get somebody associated with the film to take it on their behalf or something. Yeah. And, you know, some, not some, a lot of award shows have to hire celebrity wranglers to get the people there. Yeah. You know, look at the People's Choice Awards, you know, like An- Angie ain't going to show up if she gets Best Most Popular Actress. Well, you know? I didn't watch them this year, but I watched the coverage and I'm like, oh, they're getting bigger people. There's something's going on uh, over there. Right, Like, right. more people are stopping well, by, maybe because it's Oscar season and Ryan Reynolds can... There is that, and also it's getting more competitive out there. Yeah. You know, you, uh, um, yeah, I mean... You know, to make money, you got to hustle. You know? Yeah, if, anyway. If you want to keep your name out there. It's so interesting how things evolve and change. And film of the year, the nominees were Jackie, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, 20th Century Women, and Moonlight. And the winner is Moonlight. I feel very good about the choices. Um, what did you think of Manchester by the Sea? I liked uh, it. I didn't love it the way some people love it. I was sort of in the same... I thought it was campy in some, at some points. Uh, I still don't understand, and maybe it's because I, I have a, uh, a sort of influence, but um, I still don't understand it, the pivotal point where, and I'm not, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but, well, maybe it is, but he winds up killing basically his uh, three kids, including a baby. <laughs> Well, it's kind I mean, of he like... He doesn't do it on purpose, but it's like, whoops, I did some coke and and, uh, and got bombed and I burned my house down with my kids in it. And he goes to the police station and, you know, it might... It, from what I understand, Manchester by the Sea is like, you know, Newport Beach or it's not like a, you know, like a... Even in a blue-collar town, I don't think the cop, like the, the chief of police is going to say, well... It's terrible, but, you know, you didn't do anything wrong, so goodbye. And there's no, like, surely he would have been sent to some sort of course or something to deal with. And maybe the, 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 uh, it says something about the, the, the people who made it, that they didn't think that he would have to... Well, it's like Mariah's New Year's performance. Shit happens. Right. That was the, right. That's, <laughs> that's what they said, and then you just go on. 
But I, the first half of the movie, you're like, oh, something horrible happened. I wonder what it was that was so right. horrible. And then you find out, and you're like, oh, that's the worst thing in the world that could ever happen to anyone ever. Yeah. And, and now I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here. To, you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. But then the odd stuff of, like, Matthew Broderick and... Yes. And, uh, I mean, I'm not... I'm talking about one of our nominees for I know, the year. I know. So I'm disrespecting it, some of my fellow members, and I should really shut that up. That is a movie that some people love, and some people... Right, right, right. Uh, right. Didn't go anywhere. He so, did look good, by the way, Casey Affleck. Did I mention that? Yeah, look good in skibbies. He did, and I like the teenager guy a lot. That yeah. he the play. He was kid. one of our nominees. He's, yes, exactly. Maybe he'll come to the toast. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so you pick some questions from the observation deck. We've oh, been talking by a the while. Way, I will say that uh, Lucas Hedges' uh, manager did uh, tweet and sent us an email saying thank you for the nomination. That's lovely. I know. There you go. That's the guy from Manchester by Sea. Okay, we're going to burn through some of these observation deck questions. Best random celebrity sighting. It's observation deck with Dennis Hensley. Right. Ding, 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 ding. I think you need a gimmick there. I think I need some kind of a <laughs> bell. Maybe my car alarm will go off again. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, that, that's, uh, I, I look forward to that car alarm. Yeah, exactly. So best random celebrity sighting. Best random celebrity sighting. Uh, it is a treat to see... Um, oh, I, you know, I, like it, it happens every day when you live in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know why I keep leaning into the computer like it's uh, like like I'm I'm on camera or something. It's all good. Uh, John Voight, I saw I saw in an SUV taking a corner not too long ago. Um, I saw Will Arnett at uh, at uh, the Gower Gulch Starbucks. I called the Gower Gulp. I know exactly where it is. Um, but random like that would it, it sort of qualify as, as somebody like. Bizarre. Um, well, Ange- it's am- always amazing when you see Angelina in her pink Corvette. Uh, yeah, because you I actually just like see- can't believe that it's still there. I- I'm more excited when if I see Joanne Worley at like sure. at, at what used to be the French Market. Now it's gone. Right. But, oh uh, God, rest its soul. Yeah. Anyway, I mine would probably one of them that came to mind was um, years ago in the like late 80s uh, we were at Arts Deli on Ventura Boulevard and Paula Abdul was there oh and my friend Alan who's more um, uh, outgoing than I am uh, sent her a mimosa <laughs> told, <laughs> oh, that told is her funny. he liked his, her like we liked her work I was in Beverly Hills uh, pulling out of a, a, a parking garage and Paula Abdul was there. There you and go. She was like in a Bentley or something or, and she had just got into a fender bender with uh, somebody in the alleyway I feel like that's every <laughs> it was probably other day the, for her. I really do. I feel like she's got a lot of <laughs> fender benders. If you had to change careers tomorrow, what would you pursue? Uh, I just asked that because I'm looking for ideas. You know, I'd like to say charity work, uh, but I would. One of my uh, pipe dreams is to get into some sort of political uh, organization. Um, you know, like I. Uh, you know, or maybe just like writing for the National Review or something. Or, but um, writing about politics sounds a little bit eh, uh, ultimately. But I'm, I think it would be interesting to to, to work on the staff of a, a politician that I really really admire. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I want Gavin Newsom to be the new rising yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll join um, the Bernie movement. Again. Oh, this is good. What's the most unprofessional behavior you've ever witnessed? I love when people pick that one. Well, let's see. Unprofessional behavior. I used to write for People Magazine for years as a uh, special correspondent. Um, uh, unprofessional, you know, star-wise, uh, you know, uh, people not like like Jean-Claude Van Damme, very rude and crazy at the time. I think he's kind of redeemed himself uh, 
um, and talked about that. Uh, he left me outside waiting for a half an hour, um, and then the screaming of photographers uh, uh, before the interview about how they got a little, a little bit of water on his kitchen floor when they walked in from, I don't know where the water came from. Um, he was just a nut. Uh, Publicist-wise, uh, Lindsay, I mean, uh, a certain, not Lindsay, um, a certain publicist uh, represent, or a publicist assistant representing a, uh, a woman who thinks she's a major TV actress. <laughs> uh, she uh, let me, strung me along for, uh, I don't know, did, have I, did I? Um, anyway, I have to like watch myself here to some extent, but anyway, there was this, uh, national magazine, um, that's not around anymore. Uh, this, the, the editor in chief, his father had just been killed in a car accident, was assigning stuff late. He needed for the cover this, this, uh, to be, he needed the cover to be done quicker than usual. The actress's rep knew that, uh, and for some reason, the, the, I said I needed to interview the actress over these like five days so I can you know, have three days to do the story and turn it in because um, we're on a very tight schedule. And the publicist assistant said, oh, don't even worry about it. That's totally easy. And every day strung me along like, oh, we need to talk. We need to do the interview. We need to do the interview today. We have like a couple more days. And she said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't get a hold of her. She's just been really busy. And it finally boiled down to, and stop me if this gets just too long. No, I just, I relate to it so much. It finally boiled down to, uh, you know, in addition, the other book into this horrible situation was that my stepbrother was uh, going under the knife in a live surgery to have a malignant brain tumor removed. And uh, so I had told the publicist, uh, okay, I could do it these five days and, and, this day, but the only day I can't do it is Thursday. And that's right. because of what's happening here, in addition to what is going on with the, the editor-in-chief. Sure. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. So, it, you know, I don't even have to tell you. You know that you know how these publicists work. Uh, strung along for five days, saying it would happen in those days, and it didn't. And finally, uh, the publicist says, oh, I'm sorry, the only time she can do it is, is tomorrow morning you know like right after the photo shoot and uh or at the photo shoot and oh, so I, I hate when you have to do a I photo shoot I went from you know like I had to drive halfway across town to to uh and and have a stepbrother say you know I, I I missed the opportunity to see my brother come out of the the operation fine um and it was uh covered by a discovery show of um Surgery saved my life. Oh wow! And and, uh, and, and so uh, I ultimately I went to the to the photo shoot. I had to leave early, my family, and uh, got to the photo shoot. And the publicist said, "Oh, she can't do it after all. She's having uh, dinner with a friend uh, after the thing. So can we just do it on the phone tomorrow?" And I. I should have blown my top, but I said, you know what? Can I just have five minutes with her right now to get some color? Mm, I'm sorry. And I really put my foot down. I said, this is, this is, you know, and she was, the publicist was like, meanwhile, laughing about how she was communicating with Shannon Doherty texting. Like Shannon is so funny, like really clueless about, you it's know. It's so funny you said that because she's my worst interview. 
Oh, my worst interview yeah. story, well, which I've told on this podcast repeatedly. So just to clarify, it wasn't Shannon Doherty. No, it wasn't. It was another actress represented by the same wow. publicist. So uh, the actress came over. She was very icy. Uh, and then in the, finally in the interview the next day on the phone, she had pushed it back a couple times. And I said that I finally blew, you know, blew my stack. Uh, the actress got on the phone with me, was was pretty uh, sarcastic and horrible. I think the big issue, ultimately, was that she was offended that I didn't want to interview her in person. And the, yeah, I don't. she said, you just wanted to interview me on the phone, right? So you don't mind about me not being able to do the interview right now, right? And I said, you know. It wasn't your fault. I'm just like... Uh, it was so I, bizarre. I, Yeah, I'm having anxiety because I've been there. Yeah. Um, let's uh, uh, wrap it up with this one. <laughs> What's the funniest way you've ever blown a take? Because you said you had a story about doing, oh, oh. doing something on television. Well, I don't know if it was. Uh, well, I was on the gossip show for uh, on E, like for a few times when I was at People. I did that a couple of times, and I, I, I felt I felt so I felt dirty <clears throat> afterwards. Yeah, I talked and about Reese Witherspoon saw me at a party and didn't like that I. Oh, really? I talked about something that I got on the record that was just uh-huh. funny, right? But you know, she's like, "You're on that show," and I felt so bad. But the other weird thing was I'd only done it once, and it was like 95, right? Mm-hmm. I'd done it once. The gossip show was a thing on E where they'd have different reporters come in and just give you a little Like tip. Marilyn Beck. And yeah. It, it was very, it looked like one of those cable access shows. Yeah. <laughs> very low. I don't even know if we got paid. I think we got a little something. No, I didn't get anything. Okay, so I won a trip on a game show to or New Orleans. Or maybe I did, I forget. I don't maybe. know. I won a trip on a game show to New Orleans, and I took my college roommate, Mike, and we got there, we got to New Orleans, we checked into the hotel, and the the bellhop guy, or the, the front desk guy, recognized me from the gossip show. <laughs> and then my college roommate was so, so impressed, he was like, you're a, and I was like, yeah, I'm on television. Like, it was so random, it was such, right, I'd right. done it once, and there we go. Well, yeah, I, I did that, and I, I, I stopped, because it was just silly, but, um, but, uh, um, I mean, well, they actually, they probably didn't want me back after a few visits, but it was fine, but, uh. But I did extra talking about extra, extra. Yeah, right. Is that still on? Yeah, um, I think they I wanted know. me to talk about River Phoenix's death like a year later, and they came over to my place, uh, and I was just so nervous. And it, it was then and there that I realized I can't do on camera stuff. I mean, I, I can't think off the top of my head that quick. Yeah. And they went in pithy whatever. And why am I talking about River Phoenix's death? I don't know him. Yeah. You know, it just felt so cheesy and weird and uncomfortable. And, you know, I want to talk about real stuff. You know? Yeah. Not that his death wasn't real. but No, but it was there's something sort of, you know. It was a little bit vulture Sure. You know? All yeah. right. But you're yeah. beyond that now. But I was so nervous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, how can people learn more about Galaga? Uh, Gallica, you can go, go, thank you for asking, Dennis. Yes, I want people to, um, to know about this organization, to kind of get some, some things yeah. that they should watch from it, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, yeah, we're a fun mix of serious awards and a few kicky ones. Yeah. And, uh, again, for, uh, across the board TV and movies, not just gay stuff, although we have those categories, um, LGBTQ categories. Uh, Gallica, G-A-L-E-C-A dot org, or O-R-G. Um, and then you could go to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and at Facebook, our fan page. Just go to at Dorian Awards. That's the name of our awards, Dorian, D-O-R-I-A-N, Awards. And uh, 
Hashtag Dorian Named Awards. Named after Dorian Gray. Uh, yeah, the, the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. That's uh, a, a hat tip to uh, Oscar Wilde, who is our patron saint. We love Oscar Wilde. I love it. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, I think it's great that you've started this and that it's going. I'm sure it was a lot of work. Gamebusters. It's great. Yeah. It's great. You've We've gotten a lot of attention. Cool. Each year we get, we, we, you know, yes. we were in the LA Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, and, and uh, um, you know, of course, Hollywood Reporter. And, it's and, great. Yeah. And I like the, the the unsung films that you do. That's great. Yeah. That's we want to give it, it... Yeah, that's like something they're like, oh, I need to watch that. Yeah. Well, this has been really fun, John. Thank you so Thank much you, for Dennis. doing this. I'm so honored. Seriously. Read John's reviews in uh, Us Weekly and uh, check out Galaga.org. Yeah. You're so good at this. I mean, oh. Like that Rob Naysayer, or how, I forget how do you say his Oh, name. Ron Nicewanner? Yeah, that was such a really special... Oh, thank you. Chat. I really enjoyed talking to him. Yeah. I'd never met him before. Yeah. It was great. So... Anyway, thanks for listening, and um, thanks, John. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to John Griffiths. Check out his TV reviews in Us Weekly. All right, so this happened. As I was leaving John's house, I was parked in his garage, and he was like, I want to give you something as a little parting gift. So he just grabbed this piece of paper. It was sort of a weathered, kind of yellowed half sheet of paper, and he gave it to me as a souvenir. And what it is, I'm looking at it right now, it's the TV ratings from a TV guide... It's got to be in the 70s. The date isn't on it. Um, let's see. No, no date. Okay. Um, but the number one show was Laverne and Shirley. I'm going to read the top ten. Happy Days, Three's Company, Charlie's Angels, All in the Family, five. Little House on the Prairie, 60 Minutes, MASH, One Day at a Time, Alice. Soap was bubbling under at 11. Eight is Enough was in the top 20. Love Boat in the mix. But let's look at some of the, um, the lower rated shows. Maud was number 83. That doesn't make me happy. Tabitha was 78. Um, Hardy Boys Nancy Drew in 74. Uh, Wonder Woman and Policewoman tied at 72. I think that's poetic, don't you? Both of the woman people. Or the women, if you like to say it that way. Ouch, this hurts. 102, Shields and Yarnell. Uh, they tied with the Chuck Barris Raw Raw Show on NBC. Um, the lowest rated show was called Comedy Time on NBC, and it was uh, just getting a few more viewers in the second to last slot was Mulligan Stew. And I know why we haven't heard of it, because nobody watched it. Um, anyway, I love looking at TV stuff like this. I was obsessed when I was a kid. I think uh, John and I actually talked about that. So um, let me see if there's any other like really cool things to note about this. Uh, Richard Pryor had a show. And it ranked number 86, and it was on NBC. Oh, but the lowest-rated show, Comedy Time, 10.2 rating. And I think anyone would kill for that number nowadays. Like, um, oh, holy shit. There was a show called... Oh, I thought it said said Jamie Farr, MD. It's Julie Farr, MD. And it was number 48, tied with Grizzly Adams. So, um, you know, just TV. And looking back... And, and Betty White had a show uh, tied for uh, number 42 with Baby I'm Back. All right. That's enough of that stuff. I could look at that and think about it all day. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.